Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. So hey guys, this is Lee with the RC Roundtable, and if you listen to the first half of our podcast, episode 112, I mentioned that I met someone during one of the roundtable sessions. So with me now is Vic Moss with Moss Photography in Colorado. Well, hi, thank you very much. It's an honor to be on here, Lee. It really is. As I said, we just happen to come across each other in these roundtable sessions with Kevin Morris with the FAA. I think one of them, What were you attending for the CBO? The community-based? Uh, I think that was one. I was in a bunch of them. Um, <laughs> so I think it was the CBO one because I definitely wanted to hear about that because I get a lot of questions about that um, as with who I am in the uh, in the drone industry. Uh, well, so I wanted to find out about that because that was that was a huge part of the NPRM that I did not like. The whole Freya thing is just is going to be a mess if it happens. <laughs> I'm going to like give a pause so my listeners can go. Ah, Lee was on this. No, uh, I want to back up. Let me let's we'll go back to that. But let me go back up. It. Would you do me a favor? Go ahead and, and and tell the listeners who you are, what you do, and uh, you know, I guess your your drone experience. Okay, cool. Um, like you said, I, I own Moss Photography, and I have since 1988. Um, yes, I'm old. But um, I've been specialized in architectural photography since then. And uh, in 2004, uh, I picked up drones and started using drones. It was just going to be a little, you know, to me, they were just flying cameras. Um, and here locally in Denver, we had a, uh, or still do, uh, have an organization called Colorado Aerial Media Pros, and I went to one of their meetings in 2005 because Colorado was looking at uh, regulating drones. Um, I asked who was dealing with the state legislature and nobody raised their hands. So I left that meeting as the Colorado Aerial Media Pro's legislative liaison and it kind of snowballed from there. Um, I was part of Drone U for a long time, uh, have since uh, departed ways with that. But um, it's just become an interesting part of what I do quite a bit. I spend more time with drone issues than I do actually flying or taking pictures or shooting video, it seems, these days. But it's fun. I like it. Wow, guys, do, y'all, do I know how to pick them or what? This is great. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I nailed a good one, guys. So I happened to mention to you, I saw some of your videos on Drone U. How long mm-hmm. has it been since you've worked with them? Um, I left about two months ago. I'm still part owner, um, but I've, I've walked away from day-to-day operations for a couple of different reasons. Okay. And uh, talking about your photography, you, you don't know me, uh, but I am a photographer. I'm a professional awesome. photographer. My, I'm a second-generation photographer. Cool. And I have done aerial photography, but I have not taken the step like you have to be a Part 107 pilot. And I did some background check on you. Uh, your work is beautiful. I've, I Thank was you. actually watching a video of you, you know, taking uh, some HDR photos from, a, was that a Phantom 2 or something? Or the Mavic Pro 2? Mavic was Pro it? 2, yeah. The Phantom 2, I, haven't, I don't even think mine runs anymore. I still have okay. it. Well, <laughs> I am, so just so you know, I am not a drone guy. I don't like no saying problem. the word drone. I, I totally think understand that. There's a great episode of Last Man Standing where he talks about drones and not the good kinds that shoot missiles. Um, <laughs> you know, I think of drones as military. I think of what you're flying, most likely what you're flying are multi-rotors. Mm-hmm. And I fly model airplanes. The word drone is a, leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. But going back to you uh, being this liaison, when you say the word drone, are you only using that term for multi-rotors? 
For me, yes. Um, I separate I separate the model uh, model aircraft from drones. I mean, technically, we're model aircraft, and technically, you're drones. But I, you know, I understand that there is a difference. You know, it's easier for me to say drone. I did not like that word at first either. Um, but uh, you know, I figured just adopt and educate uh, because it's it's there. You know, it's it's just it's there. Um, we're not going to change it, so we might as well use it and uh, just educate people what it really means. Yeah, I feel like, and unfortunately, that's just me. I'm just a whiny no, little kid. I cannot, cannot go that step. But that that'll be something I talk about a little later too. But sure. So you do a lot of photography. It's really beautiful work. It's commercial. I like that. So you said you started doing uh, commercial photography in around 2004. Uh, drone photography. I brought in 2014. If I said 2004, I was wrong. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, 2014. Um, okay. My first one was a Phantom Two with a GoPro on it. All I want to do is take progression photos for one of my general contractor clients. Awesome. And how long have you been a Part 107 pilot? I could not take it the first day it came out because I was shooting all for that three or four days. And so I, I've been there like the third or fourth day it came out, maybe the fifth day it came out. Awesome. Okay. So you are an experienced drone commercial pilot. Is that mm -hmm. Would that be fair to say? I think that's very fair to say. <laughs> Hundreds of hours in the air. But so when it comes have... to RC, you don't want me touching your aircraft because I guarantee <laughs> it's coming down and not oh. nicely. <laughs> so, well, I guess that goes back. Have you ever flown a model airplane? No. Okay. And <laughs> and this this keeps getting better because the, sure. you and I, are, although you and I both attended the same symposium, and I think I'm already having a great time talking with you, we do come on opposite sides of the spectrum as far as the drone discussion, whether you're flying a multi-rotor or you're flying a fixed-wing aircraft. And I think if you had your hands on a, uh, an airplane, I could teach you to fly. And I do have multi-rotor, so I can do that. But and I'll also just freely admit my son has a Mavic Mini and I got it for him because he he does like using it and he does he those things produce amazing quality footage. All right. So let's get to the symposium. Is this the first symposium, the FAA symposium you attended? No, I attended I attended last year um, in Baltimore because I was also went to the uh, Drone Advisory Council meeting. Um, the day after in Arlington. So, um, no, I was at that one. It was awesome. We did a lot of the media there. Um, for the FAA, uh, with the FAA, I should say. Um, and I loved it. I loved it there. Uh, I was not a big symposium fan when I went. I went as, I went as media. Um, but uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, 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 you know, I'm a policy wonk um, by, by definition. Somebody accused me of that. And I, I adopted that name. And um, I enjoy the, the, the process of, the, of, of making the laws, not making the laws because I don't make them, but the process of helping craft uh, that stuff. And that's just a good way to do it is at the symposium and get your answers question, or questions answered and stuff like that and have access to FAA personnel. Did you attend both virtual days of this yes, last session? Yep. Yep. This last session I did. And I'm also already signed up for the August session. What were you hoping to get out of this session? What were you hoping that it would provide <sighs> that you didn't get maybe from the previous year or something that's been on everybody's uh, mind to discuss? Sure. Um, well, when they first announced it, I actually posted uh, a couple of posts and on the FAA's Facebook page that I thought the price was ridiculous, um, considering it was just going to be a glorified Zoom meeting, which is was obviously I was wrong. Um, since then, uh, I was able to sit down and talk with AUVSI with my contacts inside the FAA, and it's like, okay, I'll do it because, you know, it sounds like it's okay. And it, it exceeded my expectations. I wasn't sure what to expect, to be quite honest, because I've never been part of something like this before, um, as, as, as has everybody else who was there. I mean, it was their first experience for a situation like that. So I, I think it turned out 
better than I expected, but in hindsight, I wasn't really sure what I was expecting. I know that sounds weird. Was there a particular session that caught your eye that said, that's why I'm going? Actually, the sessions weren't that interesting to me. Um, there were definitely interesting sessions. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some, you know, fun sit there and listen to them. I found that the roundtables were great and the uh, Q&As were great. Uh, that, I think that's the key part of, of the uh, symposium. I'll agree. I think that's why you and I got together now. That's uh -huh. what I felt that I was interacting more with people as you would, a, hopefully, a convention if you were able to sit down. Exactly. Exactly. And they said, it's like, you're going to have little rooms. You can go, you know, you can go out and, you know, you can pull somebody aside. And I was thinking, it's like, how is that going to work? Are we going to be sitting here texting back and forth, um, you know, in a silly little high school type situation? And I was amazed at how well it worked the second day. There were some hiccups. I mean, let's face it, that was a monster symposium to put online. And there were some hiccups. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I imagine it'll go a little smoother next month. I had like you, the sessions were more like speeches, were more mm -hmm. like commercials. And the chat room was very difficult to follow. So it it wasn't easy to do both. Right. And it was difficult to do a Q&A with the original speaker after their speech, because it was obviously mm -hmm. like pre-recorded. So those were difficult. And I think the roundtables were more effective. I think some of the downsides to the roundtables is that were, they weren't advertised as well. I mean, Kevin had just you know made an announcement, said, by the way, I think it was like on the little news tab that night. Mm -hmm. I probably people didn't know about that. I'm going to have a session. And so you just had to write it down to yep. know to go. Yep. And it was limited to a number of people based on capacity and, you know, I guess bandwidth. So there were, there was one session he was in that it was maxed out. I could not join. And yep. I, I yep. wish I had been able to, to get in there at least to listen if I couldn't, you know, participate. Well, there's, it was 10 the first day. Um, and then uh, they bumped it to 16 the second day. Uh, so it was, you know, it was definitely better. Um, I think any more than that, though, you're going to have to have like two or three people as leaders and everybody else in, in listen mode. And then, you know, you raise your hand, you push the little hand button, um, and then it'll have somebody there keeping track of whose hands are raised and then they can unmute their mic. Cause it, it was confusing a couple of times with uh, people not muting their mics. Okay. Jumping around on some of the questions I have here, sure. you made me think, what would be a recommendation or a suggestion you'd give to the FAA for the upcoming one in August? Oh, I have a list <laughs> and they will be getting it. I work, I work with the FAA communication um, a team. I don't work for them. It's just, I know them real well and they ask me questions and that kind of thing. So they'll be getting, uh, definitely getting their list as well. And I've talked with uh, one of them already, but some things like uh, definitely advertising the, um, the Q and A's, uh, the, you know, a Q and A pops up. It's like, hey, I can answer that, or ooh, I want to know what that answer is. The um, the roundtables are phenomenal, but yeah, they definitely need to advertise them more. There needs to be a little bit better news feed. Uh, one of the suggestions I'm going to give them is, you know, you guys and gals need to come up with something like a Twitter feed that everybody can follow during the session or during the, those two days. And uh, oh, I'm, you know, my Twitter feed just popped up. Oh, there's such and such starting in 15 minutes. I want to go jump in on that. Uh, I think that's probably a good way to do it. Um, there were a couple little, you know, little things like if, if somebody asked a question, I wanted them to be able to, hey, I want to click on that person and see who they are before I invest the time to come in and, and, and uh, be part of that Q&A. And you have to go through, you have to find them, and then you have to find their profile. So there's little things like that that they'll probably be working on. Um, and then the time between the last session and the uh, wrap-up, 
uh, at the end was I think two and a half hours each day, and that seemed a little much. Uh, I think they lost a lot of people for uh, Brian and Jay's uh, wrap up each day. Yeah. See, this is going to be tough for me because, uh, in, with complete honesty, I left feeling unfulfilled, even though oh, I was attending as media, mm-hmm. and I was trying to be fair and balanced in my sure. opinion. No, of it. that's okay. Being that I am a rec flyer, being mm-hmm. that I am listed as a drone, that now, in my honest opinion, I don't believe that's fair because we've never been before, and this whole symposium, in my eyes, should have been labeled the FAA Commercial Drone Symposium. Um, I agree. Because it was all, <laughs> oh, and, and I'm, I'm glad you think that because mm-hmm. I was about to ask you, how, do you agree? If you could have given another description of this, if you, if someone else said, what was the symposium about? How would you answer that without just giving the title? I would say that basically it's a, a symposium where if you want to get in front of some of the industry leaders at both the AUVSI and the FAA and the DOT and ask them question about things, then that's what you want to do. I mean, as far as the name, I don't know. You know, maybe if you had given me a little warning on that. I guess. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. That's, that's um, good. I have a but, know, okay. it, It's been the AUVSIFA symposium for five years now. Uh, so, and it still is, it still will be. And it has been since the beginning geared more towards the commercial side of things. Uh, the first two or three years, it was, no, I'm thinking of something else. Sorry, I'm thinking of the other AUVSI um, whatever their other one's called, it, it, it was geared towards both ground, sea, and air. But the FAA symposium, it is geared more towards the commercial side of things, but this year with the uh, Section 349 of the Reauthorization Act, uh, all that stuff and all the new copy rules, I think they were a little more, a little more residential, like residential, sorry, a little more hobby than commercial. I'm thinking commercial residential photography, sorry. The, the more of the hobby side of things and the recreational side of things than normal, although they do want, the FAA does want input from the recreational flyers as well. So, you know, and not just through the symposium, but through, you know, UASI help or UAS help at FAA.gov um, and those kind of things. So they do like the input. I was doing my best to speak for the trees, um, Good. <laughs> as I say. No, I was the, I'm the Lorax for uh, recreational uh, <laughs> model aviation. Yeah, uh, I don't understand what that means, but it's okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, you you age yourself. I'm aging myself too. There you go. I mentioned in in my podcast earlier that hot topic of discussion that I've read in chat rooms and in the roundtables were part 107 pilots. I guess I say demanding, but eager to hear about uh, beyond visual line of sight ruling. I think demanding is a fair a fair name a fair a fair word to use. That is the one biggest rule that is holding back the industry. Uh, it really is. And, you know, the safe beyond visual line of flight, line of sight flight is key to expanding the industry where it needs to go. So, yeah, we want to know where the notum or where the uh, where the uh, final rule is going to come out on remote ID. And that's one of the big parts is what are we going to do beyond line of sight? Do we agree that everyone is waiting uh, impatiently? for the final rule in December, because it seems like we can't get a lot of answers until they give us something and they won't say anything until they say we have it. Well, yes, we're all eagerly awaiting. Um, and they cannot say anything. I mean, that's, that's not the FAA that's congressional. Uh, when you're working on final rules, no matter which agency you work with, um, you can't say anything about anything, uh, because it's sort of like insider trading. 
where if somebody gets some little bit of inside information, then they're going to be ahead of the game when the final rule finally comes out. So as much as we'd like to say it, and as much as we'd like to blame FAA, DOT, whoever um, is sitting on that committee, the, the security agencies, the federal security agencies are throwing the biggest sticks in the mess. Um, they can't say anything. We can. We just. We can't be mad at them because they literally are not allowed to say anything and could get in big trouble for it. Yeah. So I understand that aspect of it. But oh yeah, I would love it. I would love to know everything that's going on in that room. Well, and I'm. I'm going to see if I can wrap this up into a nice little package. The sure. catch twenty two here is that you and I both attended a symposium hoping to get information that mm -hmm. concerns our industry. Yours is professional, and mine is. Um, it's recreational, but there is a huge. A financial industry that backs up the hobby and right. we're looking for information and the symposium is where you're supposed to get information and you and i both agree that the round tables were some of the best places to be to talk with other people to network like you and i have and i hope you and i can become friends and chat further Bingo. down the road yeah. and and I'll you know come, that's I'll come a down success. to texas and crash your crash your birds I will. I will let you fly my slow stick. <laughs> I still have that same one, and I'll put a Nikon or Canon camera there in there go. for you. But we're all wanting to talk, running together. But I think for me, the symposium did not give me any insight uh, of what the FAA is going to do for us. And I'm talking recreation. And I I heard from your fellow drone pilots that there wasn't much help and there are a lot of questions concerning what rules might come out to make your job easier or and in this case i guess effective because you're trying to do assignments and get waivers for things you can't do right now i think that's a fair statement um but i think and this is not going to be directed towards you this is the all-encompassing y'all um where i come from people who expected that didn't understand coming in um what they wanted i knew we weren't going to get any information on remote ID. I knew we weren't going to get any information on the on the uh, final rule. I was hoping there'd be a nugget here or there. And I would imagine knowing the FAA and the AUBSI people like I do, they were hoping they could share some. If you came in looking for answers about those two subjects, then yeah, I would I would guess you're probably very severely disappointed, severely disappointed. And you should be because nobody really said we're not going to talk about this in detail because we can't. And maybe that should have been, and I'll add that to my list of the stuff I'm sending in. You know, maybe maybe tempering down some of the expectations beforehand might have been a good idea. I still think, me overall, even though I, I am, I guess, an insider type person, I still think there's a huge value in, in the symposium. Uh, just if nothing else for the Q&As and for the roundtables. So I think that's probably... The expect, expectations were probably too high for lots of people. And I'm not saying that's your fault. I'm just saying the expectations weren't were there because I don't think those in charge of the publicity of it, of the symposium, probably did a really good job getting that out. Um, but it's the first one they've done. Um, the intro video wasn't even out the day before. The instruction video, they were working on that at the very last minute. So I think it was a learning experience for everybody. I, I, I mentioned in the podcast, those who are in, in the drone industry, commercial drone industry, and I'll probably say part 107 because those are the most, most of the people I spoke to mm -hmm. were part 107 pilots. Yep. I even, I even went into a couple of round tables where just people just talking and chatting and there were a couple of government guys and a couple of uh, training guys and they're part 107 pilots and it could be for delivery. It could be for photography. Uh, one of my favorite ones was a search and rescue team. So I, I feel like they probably got 
what they needed out of it. You mentioned earlier uh, at the beginning about the cost. Um, there was another group that I have read an article that said, you know, the cost was too high, especially if the FAA was trying to educate people. If part of mm-hmm. the symposium is to share information, it was it was a, at a high price, especially being virtual. And I can't I can't speak to that because this was my first symposium. Sure, I've I want to say I've learned my lesson, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and gratefully I will say to the FAA, thank you for accepting me as media. I do believe I'm media. We mm-hmm. have been doing this for a long time, and we, although not always mention good things about the FAA, right now I'll plug them and say they have a very very tough job. Mm-hmm. I don't feel <laughs> like I could just jump in and take the reins. It is a very tough job. And I feel for, I mean, because I'm an avid aviation photographer for a full scale too, I fear for the lives of those flying commercial airplanes and I do not want anything to go wrong up there. So I know they need to do a, a very special job to keep everyone safe in the NAS. But I'm also a 40 year model aviation pilot who's second again second generation and i've brought it down to my kids and part of me doesn't want this to be quelled is that the proper i think that's word? A, i think that's a good word squashed it, <laughs> squashed or quelled sure to make room for either and no offense commercial drones delivery drones which we always hear about the commercial delivery drone highway that they're planning yeah. and of course uh passenger stuff so uh that being said i now have a new you have actually helped a lot, Vic. I mean, I've Thank really you. sat here and listened to you and said, this is actually calm me. I probably should have talked to you first before I did my <laughs> other no, podcast. No, no, no. We tried. We tried. I had, <laughs> I had the whole, I had my, my, my uh, time wrong on my calendar. No, no, no. I meant I should have talked to you before I actually recorded the earlier podcast. Oh, no See, worries. No worries. People are going to listen to this one and go, who is this Lee? He's too calm right now. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say right now, for those of you who did listen to episode 112 and you've taken in this conversation with myself and Vic, you know, it is, it has been great to have him talk about the symposium. Obviously, if I were to give the FAA comments and feedback, I don't want them to ignore our aspect of the hobby because we are still, as they say, drones or UASs, in which case, if they're going to have a symposium for that category, we should be somewhere, even if it's just a round table. And even if I get to head it, the, (laughs) the point is we need to have people still speaking for our, on our behalf so we can help guide those rules in a good way and not in a a scary way. Uh, That's the only way I can word it. And obviously there are people with, uh, Part 107 licenses who are eager to see what happens in the final ruling. I hope they get what they want. We all want to make progress and do good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we don't want to jump through 800 hoops to get it. Right, right. And 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 knowing those inside the FAA as well as I do, they want to hear from you. They're not just focused, especially the UAS Integration Office, is they are not focused on the commercial side. They want to hear from the hobbyists. They want to hear... Hey, you know what? Our Frias aren't going to work. You know, here in Colorado, I've got I've got a buddy um, that that soars. Uh, he'll soar out way beyond line of sight, but he's doing it in the mountains here in the valleys where there's nobody around. And you know, he's got a, a foamy with a, a you know a three or four foot wingspan. If worst case scenario, he hits something, it's not going to hurt anybody. He's been doing it for years. He's incredibly safe, and he is now an illegal hobbyist, and that's not fair to him. You know, having the having the the big the big jets uh, that you guys have, the turbines, turbines. They you know they can't fly in a Freya. That's not fair. 
So there has to be there has. But to I'd be like to see that. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. just kidding. <laughs> turn, 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 turn. Wait, you have a 400 foot uh, geodome. Go. <laughs> so it's just it's it's it, it's not fair. And I honestly think, and I'm ho- I hope I'm right. I have no inside information at all about this. But I honestly think and hope and pray that cooler heads prevail at the security agencies because they're the ones poking the bear, trying to get us to do what they want us to do. Because they spend their days in D.C. working up worst case scenarios and trying to figure out how to fix them before they happen. And that's just not a possibility. And they're ruining things in the meantime. Was there something coming up in the August symposium that is catching your eyes or another discussion or no, someone? Really, um, okay. it's going to be it's going to be a lot of first responder type stuff, uh, which I'm not involved in. But, I'm you know, I bought the ticket. I'm going to I'm going to go. And, uh, you know, spend two days sitting in front of my computer. Actually, I run two computers at the same time the whole day yesterday and today or yesterday and, and uh, Wednesday, because um, I'll have a session going in one and a roundtable going on another and a screen going. You know, I've got two screens on the other computer, so I'm going to have another. It was crazy um, trying to keep up with everything. <laughs> uh, but there, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to go because I want to learn more about search and rescue anyway. Uh, I probably won't participate in it. But the more, you know, as a pilot, whether it's recreational or commercial the better you are, the more knowledgeable you'll be. And I would just want to be able to, to, you know, drink from the, drink from the hose of wisdom, I guess would be a good way to put it. Whether I ever put it into practice or not, that's one more, one more quill or one more arrow in the quill, as they say. I do have some takeaways from this symposium, things I had never heard of before, the Drone Pros program. Mm -hmm. Never, never heard of that. And I've asked several of my recreational pilots, if they've heard of it and no one has, and which to me tells me the FAA has not done their job in trying to share that information because it is drone focused mm-hmm. <laughs> and it appears. And I've asked several people if they are members or what do they call them? Uh, qualified. Do you know what the, the qualifications are? The, like, yeah, the fast team drone pro, there's, there's three levels. I can't remember what the second level is. There you is. go. There, yeah. See, I, I still don't know, but I'm, I'm going to learn about it. Sure. And the fact that it doesn't cover recreational aircraft, which to me, it probably should. If you're going well, there to educate people, I think there should be a subsection. There, we are. Um, drone pros are. First of all, you haven't heard them because we're all pretty pretty new. Uh, as as was mentioned, and I hadn't heard this number yet before uh, Thursday. I think it was either. There's only 150 of us across this across the nation, uh, and we're trying to grow that. And it's focused more towards drones, the quadcopters, is because, and a lot of people are going to be mad at me about saying this. That's where most of the problems are. Whether it's a some some guy flying a racer of a bunch of crowds here at one of the BLM um, uh, marches here in Denver, you know, three or four feet above people's heads, or some Yahoo who goes to Best Buy or Amazon and goes charges his battery and throws it four, five, six, seven, eight hundred feet in the air where he shouldn't be, because they just don't know. It's not malicious, but so that's why we're the drone pros because we really are focusing on the drone community for now. But that we're not precluding the recreational flyer community. You know, if I've got an AMA field here that wants me to come out and talk, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Great. And and I just, you know, part of me wanted to step up and say, I'll, I'll take the class. I'll sign up just so I can have that information so I can share it with others. Because I think you, you were talking about the people who do bad things there. Anybody can do a bad thing, mm-hmm. but guess what? The only way you can try to keep that from happening is getting enough people to know right from wrong. Bingo. And if, if I knew, uh, and I do, I mean, if I 
could ask my club who only flies fixed wing aircraft to be members just so they can pass it on to other kids about, Hey, for Christmas, if you get this wonderful little toy, <laughs> a Mavic mini, <laughs> don't, <laughs> hey, don't worry. I, I had a long talk with my son before he took that thing up, awesome. you know, I, you. but because I know, but you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and that's why I'm saying I, a positive thing from the FAA was this drone pros program. If we can get more information and I can pass it on to club members, that is the kind of way we can reduce the troubles we're having. And maybe absolutely. it might reduce the kind of re regulations they want to put on us. Exactly. Well, it won't hurt. That's for sure. And the other thing they talked about was was called the UAST, which is the Unmanned Aircraft Safety Team, which is a private-public partnership. They're the ones that are really trying to get the, you know, they're the ones that have been tasked with getting the education side of things out. So the drone pro side, yes, we do the, pre the preventative as well, but we also do the educational after an incident side. So between the drone pros and what the UAST is going to come out with um, by hopefully, well, definitely they said year end, they'll have everything up and running. Uh, new website and all that stuff. We can we can all, whether we're a drone pro or not, can utilize that stuff and take it to an AMA club, take it to uh, the parks and recreation of your local city, and say, "Hey, I want to put on a drone demo, or or in your case, an RC demo, and bring some drone guys in." And this is what we do. This is what you need to do to be safe. And that's the kind of stuff we need to get in the hands of people like y'all, um, not just the drone pro. So you guys will be working um, just right alongside us, whether you're a drone pro or not. Here pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Vic, I certainly appreciate you accepting my uh, networking call <laughs> through the symposium and us chatting. And I'd sure. like to offer you a, a return visit to my show after the August symposium. Perfect. Yeah, I'd love I'd, to. Because I think that'd be a great follow-up for you and I to uh, go to the symposium, see each other again, chat, and then do this uh, session. Hopefully bring on my two buddies, Fitz and Terry, so we can all get a chance to chat awesome. with you. Because I know awesome. you know, I know they would love to ask you more questions, and, and they also are very good at asking questions. One of them is a writer, so he'll, he'll do a much better job. Absolutely. Anytime people like you and I can get together and make the NAS safer, let's do it. All right. All right, guys, that was Vic Moss with Moss Photography, and thank you guys for listening to the show. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening. <laughs>